Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pleased to Teach You, a podcast about teachers and faculty and staff and how they got here. This week, I'm showing you an interview with Joy, Gretchen, Tiffany, and Sarah. These ladies are affiliated with the Rights and Responsibilities area of Central Washington University. Their job is very specific, and it took me a while to figure it out. Uh, you'll learn more about what they do right now. Enjoy. With um, what was your guys's? What is your method of de-stressing like? Mm-hmm. And do you guys de-stress as a as a team as a group? Like after work, you guys all like hang out in the same place, or do you guys like what's your method? What do you do? Well, funny you just mention this because Gretchen (laughs) found um, an interesting activity that we're contemplating if it's the right fit for our team. Why don't you say what it is? Sure. So um, it's just a very quick five minutes kind of physical relaxation and also possibly team building exercise where um, near the end of the day for five minutes we would all just um, lay on the floor with our backs against the floor and then our legs straight up against a wall. I've read that it's supposed to be very good for easing um, lower back tension which we get or I get quite often because of sitting at a desk all day yeah. um, and it's just kind of a fun silly thing to do that only takes a couple minutes that so is both beneficial for our personal wellness but then also um, building our team mm-hmm. and um, kind of funny we can <laughs> joke with each other about it mm-hmm. and so that's something that we're thinking of I just found it I think yesterday mm-hmm. maybe so we're always on the lookout for um, new ways of taking care of ourselves awesome mm-hmm. yeah any other ways over the summer we did some retreats which were super fun mm-hmm. yeah yeah we brainstormed things that all of us enjoy doing separately and together and okay, spent cool. three days um, doing a variety of activities and um we made candles together because mm-hmm. I had a huge supply that I was never going to make on my own. <laughs> um, and we had a friend come in and do tarot card readings mm-hmm. one day. Oh, we had a game day where we just played a bunch of different card and board games. Mm-hmm. We binge watched a show that all of us were interested <laughs> yeah. in, shared meals. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good thing that we like each other as much as we do because I think we might work to spend less time together mm-hmm. if we didn't. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. we also have very separate lives outside of here. Yes. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Let's see. I like the notes you guys made. Let's see. How about the first one? Yeah, so these were some questions we had for you, or at least the top one was. Yeah, like, from a student's perspective, what do you know about case management? What do you want to know? What could be improved upon? We're open to all of that feedback from you, too. Awesome. Thank you. I think my one question was, what is your official title? Um, I... I told some of my friends that I was meeting people I was interviewing at the wellness center because I associated um, what your guys do with wellness, Mm -hmm. just a different form. Mm -hmm. Are you guys affiliated with the wellness center and or... So we are uh, a separate entity from wellness, but we are um, very much connected to wellness uh, staff and students um, on a near daily basis so we okay, coordinate yeah. so, coordinate services and care um wellness and case management used to be managed under the same uh, structure and has recently been okay. shifted um, but it's very common for people to think that we are either housed in the wellness center or with medical and counseling yeah. because of our emphasis on wellness mm-hmm. and Money. health and counseling yeah okay yeah <laughs> um yeah that's a personal one cool so 
How long did it take for you guys to get where you are now? In terms of like the job, like how many years of, you could break that down to what did you study? How did you get this job? I guess. Let's start off with we all have master's degrees. Mm -hmm. And we all have a history in um, counseling, so mental health therapy. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So we have experience with that, which has helped us do this work, because we do with a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, I really wanted to do psychology. Mm -hmm. And um, I really enjoyed my psychology classes in high school. And then I took a sociology class, and the teacher was crazy, but she was my favorite kind of crazy. (laughs) That alone converted me to sociology, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of metallurgical behavioral study mm-hmm. um so i i do enjoy uh things you guys work with i hope to do social services and the grittier side of it probably mm-hmm. um what exactly would you like to do uh cps child protective services okay. um i'm not i don't have an organized plan on how i'm going to get there but um after taking sociology 300 which was introduction to the major they lumped it together with social services majors and I accidentally signed up for social services as a major, which kind of led me to social services. But um, the the classes are so very similar mm-hmm. that you can't major minor in the other, mm-hmm. or if you do it's such a narrow thing, you'd be repeating classes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the yeah the application of social services uh, appealed to me more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about states other than Washington and Oregon, but I do know that with just a bachelor's degree, if you start working for CPS, they will, while you're employed, pay for your master's degree. Just mm-hmm. an FYI. So Noted. I have a friend who's pursuing that option. And that is awesome. also true for the state of Utah. I know that. Good to hear. Yeah. I actually went to Utah a couple years ago. My grandparents, um, they got tickets to Hawaii, but then they had uh, like three hurricanes. And like, mm. oh, all heck broke loose. So how about Utah instead? We had the time for life. <laughs> Park City was great. Uh, Canyonlands National Park was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I love Canyonlands. And we went to Moab, and there was a guy who had been doing um, astronomy. He'd just take random people out. Um, wow. Out of town and just show them the universe. And he'd been doing it for like 40 years. So mm-hmm. Super That's my really favorite place I on love, Earth. Yeah, I love Utah. Moab is yeah. the bomb. Anyways, it's, <laughs> yeah. we're off topic, brother, but it's okay. We're on topic. We're on topic, Every interview is very different, and that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen uh, Humans of New York or heard about it? Yeah, okay. the fo- um, it's like a, fo- a fo- docu-photo yeah, series, yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, um, they have a lot of Facebook stuff now. That's, mm-hmm. That was a lot of my inspiration for this show. Cool. Um, let's see. So what does a day in your job look like for the most part? Kind of depends on the day of the week, yeah. I guess. Um, we respond to every thing that's happening that's impacting students mm-hmm. that is relevant to our professional scope. So we have our schedule for the day and then we have what our day actually ends up looking like and often yeah. they're not yeah. the same. Um, Akin to an RA on duty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is my first year being an RA, so yeah. there's a lot of that. Um, we can tell you that the first hour of the day is usually reading emails and reports that come yeah. in and responding and figuring out who's going to handle what, um, which Joy is so awesome, mostly at taking lead on that. Yeah. So. Let's see. 
Apart from that, we have a number of student meetings face-to-face every day, and mm-hmm. so yeah. those could be students that we've asked to come in based on maybe an incident report that we received that was maybe concerning, um, or it might be a follow-up from a student that we've already met with a few times and just checking in to find out how they're finding the resources we've referred them to and mm-hmm. if it's been meeting their needs or if we need to talk about alternative options, things like yeah. that. And then a lot of staffing, we um, mm-hmm. are with each other quite a bit just because a lot of times we need feedback from each other about mm-hmm. gut-checking things or, hey, yeah. do you know a resource for this concern that my student brought in that I've never um, dealt with before, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The day also consists of following up sometimes separately from a student about resources. So maybe the student has expressed a need we may not be necessarily an expert on that specific need so it might be collaborating with other offices or with each other Mm -hmm. or doing separate um, internet searches on our own to try to gather information and those resources to present back to the student at another time so yeah yeah that's part of the job i actually really enjoy i love everything about the job but I i think like the research or like investigative work outside of that is kind of fun yeah it can be very connecting Mm -hmm. um Let's see. Anything else? I to just. Add? I mean, I. I think our job is to help people solve problems when solving them on their own feels um, impossible or too yeah. difficult. Um, so it's really an an honorable job that mm-hmm. yeah. we sometimes encounter students in um, maybe some of the worst days of their lives, and then down the road get to celebrate with some of the best days. Yeah. So, um, in my experience in social services and specifically with mental health, central students are the most grateful population I've ever worked with. Um, So often people refer to social services as like an ungrateful profession where, you know, you're, you're helping people, but people aren't really in a place to reflect and have insight and be, be grateful for the support. But we have a population here that is just exceptionally grateful. And um, we work to share those messages with each other when yeah. someone sends a thank you message mm-hmm. to Tiffany we all get to celebrate that and yeah yeah it's good to hear on behalf of the students we thank you very much oh, thank, you. thank you without y'all we wouldn't have <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no job um yeah no but no news is good news right yeah sometimes but, sometimes we wonder if our systems are down yeah <laughs> well, that, that makes sense are things okay yeah. out there it's a little too quiet <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense so, um, let's see. I was thinking about uh, the meeting we had. You guys uh, held a session for RAs uh, training about mm-hmm. responding and connecting students that need you guys, giving them resources. Um, I wanted to expand on emotional health and tools to improve it or keep it. Um, so my question is, what are some important tools for emotional, healthy emotional behavior? Like, uh, like de-stressing is a good part mm-hmm. of it. Um, but like, what do you guys see as the main components to keeping a healthy emotional state? Mm. I think for for me and my colleagues and supervisor will chime in as they will. For a big part of it for me is that. It is not just reactive, it's preventative. So having the thought in mind that 
I want to be aware of my emotional health and I want to do things to try to pervert, preserve it. So yeah. that looks different for different people. There are some, I would say, generally recommended things that professionals would say things like deep breathing, oh, yeah. um, getting good sleep, adequate sleep, eating well, that all plays into emotional health as well. For college students, I believe it's so important to be thoughtful about balance. There is sometimes a feast or famine approach to college where it's all academics or all social. Yeah. And nowhere do those things meet in the middle. Uh, so trying to encourage students to just be thoughtful about how they're using their time, where they're using their energy, and as much as possible having balance. Uh, that will sometimes, that's the preventative work that keeps the rails, the wheels from kind of falling off yeah. the wagon. I mean, as, as far as balance goes, knowing also that balance isn't something that stays. Mm -hmm. It's flowing oh, yeah. and changing constantly, which means that you have to constantly be aware of it and willing to work on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, I think there's an element that has to do with your interactions with others as well. I think um, having assertive communication skills and being able to set boundaries for what you're yep. willing to take on and what you're just not able to do, um, especially for another person, um, can be really vital. Mm -hmm. yeah. I see a lot of caretaking students who have really um, a great care and concern for their peers, yeah. um, but they are suffering because... Yeah. Um, they've devoted so much of themselves to helping others that, that it's extended beyond what's really reasonable. And Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of that in <laughs> my experience. Um, I remember being told the concept of the white horse, the Not white horse effect, I think. Hmm. Um, some people have a yearning to come and help others they see hurting as if coming in on a white horse and saving them, but that it's not sometimes up to someone who's not experienced to help other people come on mm -hmm. a horse, it's up to them to want to get better. Mm -hmm. um, and of course you can always provide them with those tools, mm -hmm. but like over the point of the white horse analogy was over investing in helping others when you're not, you know, trained to handle it properly can be, can have adverse effects on you yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember talking about that with a lot of friends just like what an interesting analogy it was mm -hmm. and like how my friends could relate to that in different ways mm -hmm. um but yeah i would also add like vulnerability is also really important to emotional health because we're human right we're not going to have days where it's all working out you know mm -hmm. and being willing to say like hey i'm just struggling a little bit yeah. and being able to uh, part of that goes with like having boundaries and assertive communication you know yeah because then you can rely on your support system or then maybe use part of your plan to take care of yourself more that day than other days, you know? So. I also think just in addition to everything that's been said, like find things that you have fun doing mm -hmm. and then do them and if needed find other people to do them with you. Like yeah. yes. there's so much that's business and like even at a certain point, you know, especially for our students who live in residence halls, they're like taking care of their roommates' well-being and they're worried about their neighbor down the hall. And, you know, then the RAs are there trying mm -hmm. to also work their magic. And yeah. then, you know, at a certain point, if everybody were to just take five minutes to put their butt up against the wall and legs in the air, <laughs> yeah. find like a really quick coloring sheet to yeah. play around with, find something funny online to laugh at. Deep breath, like, yeah. That, 
you know, it, it doesn't have to be lengthy self-care. It doesn't have to be costly. Small things. Just pay yourself in self-care and yeah. all of those other things come more naturally. Mm-hmm. Something that I do. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Something that I do to, that pays me in dividends as far as self-care goes. It's super simple, but if I take five, ten minutes, just journal, like these are my yeah. thoughts, this is what I'm struggling with, that goes really far mm-hmm. for me. Um, just to be able to see those things later on too. It's like, wow, I'm what the hell? Like, <laughs> what was going on with me? Like, I've come really far. Or hey, like, yeah. I'm really proud of myself mm. for actually getting through that. Or you know, yeah. my grandfather loved music therapy, art therapy, mm-hmm. writing therapy, and he. Last time I was at his house in Tennessee, uh, he showed me a book he had. I think he was a psychology major, actually, and he showed me a book about the study of like children and coloring books and how their drawings communicate more than mm-hmm. a lot of people see. And uh, it just made me think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, how it can communicate a lot emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it was one of the... I'd like to believe it was one of the studies that um, changed how much we thought kids were capable of processing. Mm-hmm. Um, another example of that was like back in the eighties, kids' cartoons. They like for little kids. Um, what was it by the power of Grayskull? Was he it? Man. Yeah, he yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He man. So I, I saw an episode of He Man. I think my dad was feeling nostalgic one day. He was like, <laughs> he just dated us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're both He Man. <laughs> I was watching He Man. I was, I was like. If I were a kid, I wouldn't enjoy this that much because he, like, explained the moral of the story at the end in that weird voice. And I, I thought about my childhood TV shows where, like, the plots were more complex and the characters were more, they had more depth. And um, one of those studies about the way kids process things at an early age might have contributed to at least a little bit how we ch- it changed cartoons <laughs> and how much they trust kids to understand. I think the argument of does TV impact children? Yes, we know it does. And so if it does, let's stop just the pure entertainment and start incorporating some developmental Mm -hmm. health in here. So, yeah. Not a bad idea. Um, Do you guys all enjoy, like, what TV shows do you watch? Oh, too many. I watch kids shows because I have a two and a half year old. (laughs) Me too. I don't have any kids, but... I'm like, most I'm like mostly Daniel cartoon Tiger? Guy. Is that like your favorite show? I still watch cartoons. <laughs> like, I still I haven't caught up on Adventure Time and stuff. But like, I just watched one called Hilda, and it was just this little adventure story about a girl who lives in the forest and how her imagination just kind of chases everything. Then she mm-hmm. has to move, and it's about moving and stuff. I just really enjoyed it. It had good music though. I'm a sucker for good music. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, thanks, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Tiffany hooked me on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so oh, we've yeah. been binging that at home. Mm-hmm. I've yet to finish it, but I've watched a few and just cracked Very me. Very noise. I watch a ton of TV. That is yeah, probably like a, that is a de-stressor for me. I just, sometimes I watch things that are... Um, mentally stimulating so i love a good documentary for instance okay cool yeah. um but sometimes it's just like mindless nonsense like brooklyn 99 <laughs> um i'm really into amc original programming so right now okay, i'm yeah. watching into the badlands which is 
really good if you're interested in like martial arts, futuristic, yeah, yeah. feudal right. societies. It's a very complicated show. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all about like a good. I don't watch a lot of like sitcoms anymore. I don't watch a ton of sitcoms. Yeah. The Nine Nines, I guess, an exception, yeah. but that's a different. It's a the characters. The characters really. Yeah. The dialogue is amazing. But yeah. Yeah, and kind of. My friends tell me about friends. I just haven't. Friends. I'm not interested. I'm not interested oh. in friends. Not, <laughs> oh that's, you know when that show turned twenty four years old the other day. Stop it. Wish <laughs> I could lie. Uh, I haven't seen The Office or the other one that's very similar. Parks and Rec. Yeah, I just Chris Pratt has my my respect, but I don't know. I'm just not that I much feel of a like live action until guy. Until I got into Office work and like the Office <laughs> politics, okay. none of that stuff would have been as funny. No. That Only makes like. Sense. I can actually connect so much of that to past colleagues, none yeah. of whom all the women, <laughs> even some current, none are in this room. Yeah. Yeah, but, no. you know, I think, you know, we connect with things because we find a way to make meaning out of it, whether yeah. it's to laugh about things yeah. or make sense of them. So, yeah, Gretchen, you watch... Um, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I watch maybe an episode every yeah. day. Um, but I just finished something called The Jinx, which is okay, yeah. um, a documentary about Robert Durst, oh, who is a multi-millionaire um, who is believed to have murdered at least three people. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yeah, it's fairly interesting. But usually um, my partner will find things, just put them on TV, and then I happen to be in the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do very little selecting of TV, <laughs> yeah. except for the Bachelor franchise. Yes. <laughs> I've been working hard. I, I'll always find something that I know my parents would enjoy, and I'll try my best to get them sucked into it. And I got them more interested in to. I got them more interested in Westworld than I I've heard did. Good things I didn't quite. That. I got a few episodes in, and I'm like, Mom, Dad, you might enjoy this. And now they finish season one. They're it's Ready complicated. It's a <laughs> oh, yeah. very complicated I love, show. I love slow-paced... Com- I like thinkers. I'm, yeah. I'm a thinker. Um, it's very... It covers the philosophical question known as the ship of Theseus. If you change... Uh, the ship of Theseus is if you change every board of a ship, is it still the same one? Mm-hmm. And that was a metaphor for the human personality, psyche, mm-hmm. all of it. And they, they just... I have a hot take on it. Yeah. The show. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sci-fi westerns are great. <laughs> that, there you, that's a very unique genre. Yeah. yeah. It reminds yeah. me of Firefly. Did you oh, yeah. see that? The I iconic sci-fi it. western. Yeah. yeah. That I, was a good one. Have you seen that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, all my friends have seen it. And they, um, they are equally struck at how they didn't continue the season. It's totally a mystery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people who really appreciate Firefly um, can't watch the the movie that kind of tied it all together. Yeah, it shouldn't have. Yes, I what was the name of Serenity or yep, something. Serenity, yeah, Serenity, named after the ship. Yeah, but uh, I remember watching Serenity first, and then I was just like walking down the stairs, and my brother and dad were watching it, and then I didn't affiliate it with Firefly until after I watched it later. I'm like, oh, that that was related, hmm. but. Yeah. Is that the one Amber likes? Yes, yeah, she loves that Amber. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to to my friend Jonathan out there, I aim to misbehave, um, which is one of the best lines. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion is my favorite. He's a great actor mm-hmm. and voice actor. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there anything you guys want to talk about? I mean, like fans out there of my show, anything you want to 
plug in or I would say, advertise for? Yeah, I would say generally there might be stu- like students or anyone who's listening who might be wondering how we get to students or how we interact with students. So I, I, I would not want an opportunity to pass by without mentioning how we come in contact with students. Uh, so first and foremost, there are things called behavior of concern reports, which uh, everyone at Central has access to. Even on your MyCWU page, you can find the link. Um, or just do a Google search of behavior of concerns, CWU, and it'll shoot you right there. But if there is someone that out there that a person has concern about, or even if it's about yourself, maybe you are not necessarily comfortable calling, picking up the phone or sending an email, but you would just want someone to reach out to you. You have a concern. We like people to know that like you can reach out and we then will uh, contact that student typically, unless it's better uh, addressed by another office, but we will then make sure that office gets that information. We get those things and we take them very seriously. And I think there's sometimes hesitation. People don't know what happens to those reports when they're submitted. Well, we would all like folks to know that they come directly to us and we act on them as quickly as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh, people are also welcome to call in. Uh, the phone number to the main line is 509-963-1515. If there is someone who would like to reach out on the phone, they can call our main office line and the first one of us who was available, they will get someone on the phone. We like to be available and we like to be very rapidly responsive. Um, so yeah, we are here ultimately to help this community. We're a part of the community as best we can. We want to help students feel good about being here and achieve their goals and their dreams. That's what it's all about. Any way that we can be a positive part in that, we're all about it. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about? Any events? Do you guys put on events or anything? Um, you know, we have extended ourselves on the training front so when people request specific training topics to be delivered by us um, either independently or as a team we go out and provide training often uh, related to emotional health and general well-being Um, awesome again not to be confused with wellness Mm because they do their own programming Um, but really this program has been mostly designed as a responsive service. Um, That said, as we continue to grow and build structure into our program, our ability to be more available on the day-to-day for just general outreach and awareness activities is something I think that's on our horizon. One thing that um, we're working on recently is that we're all members, and Joy's actually the co-chair of the Jed Foundation mm-hmm. campus rollout. Mm-hmm. So we are hoping to be um, certified as a Jed campus, meaning that um, we're dedicated to suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's something that I think is near and dear to all of our hearts, mm-hmm. and is ultimately the most important part of our jobs um, and our presence here on campus. And so that's something that currently is being really spearheaded by faculty and staff. But we very recently had a conversation about wanting students to get involved because like you guys are the heart of the campus and we're just trying to like, you know, move this forward, but it's gonna be impossible without the involvement of students as well. So um, that's definitely a plug I wanted to make. Mm More information at jedcampus.org. Awesome. Flawless plug-in. I am taking notes. I have, each of my episodes is very different in the beginning and end. So traditionally, a podcast, you'll have like, you can follow me at this, you can follow me at that. This is what I'm doing next. I'm not 
I'm not organized enough, or I don't have a, I haven't put out enough episodes to really get like the, the ending right. Streamlined. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about pre-recording like all the important things that I'll say at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. and just plugging it back in, which is the wonders of podcasting. <laughs> because you can just edit all of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have yet to do it. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else? Just thank you for yeah. inviting us. Yeah, thank you. Pleased to Teach You is a podcast brought to you by 88.1 The Berg, Central Washington University's radio station. The cover art for the podcast is made by Catherine Guevara, who can be reached at catherine.guevara2001 at gmail.com. If you have any questions about the show or teachers you want to recommend, you can contact the show at pleasedtoteachyou at yahoo.com. If you enjoy the podcast, then spread the word. Have a wonderful day.